0: you could walk outside with your dick out and be like i'm moving no like, you i'd walk outside with my
1: dick out and then i'd be in jail <laughs> i don't know if you recall but there's a fucking school bus that picks kids up right down the street from us back to give it to me straight straight.
0: i'm starving i
1: know i'm pretty i'm pretty fucking hungry too can you
0: make me breakfast
1: i can i can do that oh that's so nice i know you're working hard i'll make you breakfast after this okay perf i've been trying to get alex to like Get on the podcast and record for a couple of days. It's just now. like again
0: when I get into the the swing of the the editing. Flow, I'm flow. like, I'm yeah, the flow of my edits. I'm like, I'm not gonna stop and take a break. I'm, I'm also scared to
1: ask you more than like twice. <laughs> I like spread it up. Like, okay, I already asked her mm. this morning. I'll wait till like two o'clock before I ask her again because I know she forgot. I
0: didn't forget. It's just like again. It's hard when... Oh, I get it. This isn't
1: your priority. <laughs> <laughs> my priority is not your priority.
0: No, it's not that it's not my priority. It's just wedding films are currently my priority. So I guess I so, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're grinding away, though. I'm proud of you. You know, you got four left. You're almost there.
0: No, I still have five. After this one, then we'll have four.
1: Well, okay. So I wasn't counting the the one you're on now. And then we start up again in a month. Literally. So Alex is trying to get all these wedding films done before we leave for St. Thomas. woo Hopefully, we okay. got we, we to gotta take a COVID test today, so hopefully we're we're all Gucci with that. It might be frowned upon that we're going away, but I, you know we haven't done shit in like two years. Like <laughs> we need to get away. We need to get out of our house before we kill each other. You and know, we're
0: taking all the safety precautions. Well,
1: what? yeah, we're taking a test. We're doing what we're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> hopefully we can go.
0: We are taking a spirit flight, so pray Oh, for that us. is true.
1: We <laughs> are taking a spirit flight, so I'm I'm hoping you
0: know, it's not like. I feel like we didn't really have a choice. There was not jinx us. No, I know. I already made a TikTok about it. But I feel like, uh, you know, because anytime you tell someone you're taking a spirit flight, they're like, what the fuck?
1: Like, this, Your spirit's going to leave your body. It
0: wasn't like because we were trying to save money. They're just, I don't think that there was any flights
1: i know well and it was the most convenient flight it was like we go to orlando first and then we meet our friends there and then we all go on the same flight together to saint thomas yeah you know it's the, in my head what's that sound on tiktok it's like holy spirit activate, activate. <laughs> holy spirit activate getting
0: on a spirit flight. oh that's so true i didn't have
1: a bad experience the one time i was on it a long time ago i
0: think i flown i've flown spirit once to like myrtle beach right or w- was, was it, it front- flown or flew? Frontier. I flew,
1: not I flown, right?
0: I what did I say?
1: You said I flown.
0: I don't know, John. I'm not the. I gra- just want to correct I'm not the you. Verbiage, I just want to correct you for once okay. on
1: your vocab.
0: Okay, my bad.
1: You know, I was talking to my friends. The other, this is kind of random. I was talking to my friends the other day about this. I feel like I'm losing my vocabulary. I feel like I'm losing my ability to like write and text. Like I don't know how to spell anymore because my phone does it for me. Like thank God I have that auto dictionary on my phone auto correct auto correct <laughs> whatever it's called i'm i'm such a person that's like if i don't use it i lose it so
0: like i think of this in regards to gps like if because i have gps like i don't i don't take the mental space in my brain to remember how to get somewhere because i'm just like right. oh, i'll just like i
1: do you remember mapquest i mean i can't believe i even got around I with that
0: I remember getting a TomTom or a Garmin for Christmas and being like, this is the most advanced piece of technology. <laughs> what is this space tech that we're yeah. using? Like this isn't to tell me directions. And then sometimes it wouldn't like update with the roads. So it would like bring me into a ditch. Right. I'm like, this is not correct. Or when you had to
1: update it, you needed like five hours to update the maps. <laughs> right? Yeah. Cause it's like, not only are we updating where you live, we're updating the whole country. TBT. Anyways, so highs and lows for the week go spit them.
0: My high is that this past week I've been waking up early, 5.30 every day.
1: And you're going on the Peloton like a crazy person (laughs) at 5.40.
0: I feel like you get into a cycle when you stay up late that like you're going to sleep in a little bit longer. So I think I just like I had to get started where I was like, all right, I'm just going to get five hours of sleep this night. So I'm exhausted at the end of the day the next day right. and it's been working. I feel like such a happier more productive person like getting my workout done in the morning, waking up early. I I agree into with all work. that.
1: Yeah, 100%. The feeling is mutual there. I do feel like you're turning into a Peloton cult leader. Oh, 100%. My yes. sister comes I over, agree. all they do is talk about the Peloton. <laughs> like I, I'm like are, are you guys like the hells angels of the Peloton? My, I
0: I want to add that into my 5-year plan. Become a Peloton instructor. Really? I feel like I could do it.
1: I want to be a bartender on the beach. We have really complete oh, that's, opposite. That's your five-year plan. Yeah, complete opposite <laughs> goals. You'll
0: be living at the beach and I'm going to move back to New York. <laughs> right.
1: And you're going to be one of those studios like, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah start your pelotons
0: exactly like that
1: what, whatever whatever you guys do and obviously i've never been on one of those fucking bikes before
0: i'm gonna get you shoes so that you have to I ride it. it i won't Why do it you, not? you better get me
1: a tempur-pedic bike seat
0: i feel like the only reason that like you're you're just on this path of resistance where you're like no I'll, I'll never ride it like if i didn't want you to ride it you would probably be like oh yeah let me i told
1: you no i'm down to ride bikes i want to do extreme mountain biking you're though. too old john <laughs> stop Stop hindering my dreams.
0: You talk about like you can't work out in the morning because you're going to blow your back out. And you want to do extreme mountain biking? Yeah,
1: later in the day. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Listen, I need my joints to lube up a little bit, okay? <laughs> I don't want to slip a disc right when I got out of bed. I don't know how you jump from the bed to the fucking Peloton in when the morning. When we do a
0: warm-up, no. What's annoying is that it's in our garage because we're transforming our garage into no, a home gym. No, you're
1: transforming the garage into a gym.
0: And I love it. You like it too. You said the other day when you lifted in there, you're like, "This got nice."
1: Yeah, I mean, I think okay.
0: it just has to be. Better. I think I like
1: it in the summer because it's cold as shit right now. Well,
0: that's that's what my point was going to be. Like when I wake up in the morning, I start like the first ten minutes on the bike with a hat on and my winter coat, and then I slowly take it off as I warm up.
1: You know, why I have a bad taste in my mouth with the gym is because when we first tried it, I plugged in two heaters like little portable heaters and i blew the breaker and then that breaker fucked up our front door ring and now i had to get a new ring and there's like this whole production oh
0: so you don't actually hate the home gym you just you associate it with yeah yeah you associate it with negative feelings oh john we can fix that i'm just saying we could work just been a whole process
1: (laughs) it's just been a whole a whole thing
0: so what could we do to uh turn that frown upside down
1: um I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. You
0: know what I think? Uh, buying a squat rack.
1: A squat rack? That's the last thing I want to do. <laughs>
0: Anything you've suggested so far sound like terrible it's ideas. It's just for me. I think right. that it's really, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing this home gym for John and I, but it's really just for me.
1: Right, exactly. But, so that's your high, waking up early?
0: What What could I put in there for you? Yeah, 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 but that's my high. Uh, uh, a
1: portable bar. Yeah, that's what That'd I was cool.
0: thinking. Like doing a built-in... A built-in bar or something
1: but I also have like this thing where I don't want to open the garage door and like do activities outside or anything like that <laughs> because I don't really want to like
0: look at our neighbors
1: converse with our neighbors I, I kind of like our little temple is like our own secluded like I'm just I'm not really trying to make friends you know so I don't want to like open up my garage door and like have a portable bar or play cornhole because I don't want to interact
0: so, like, when you grew up, did you ever have block parties?
1: Yes, all the time. So,
0: like, but, like, I feel like that's fun. Like, when you interact with your neighbors, get to know them, like, grilling out in the summer. I guess
1: I don't see, I don't see the point because I know we're going to move. So, I just don't want to, like, I could barely, I don't, we don't have time to hang out with but our friends we have but now. But that's,
0: like, the, the. But then it's stressful. But that's then it's the like easy now you have to part interact. of it interact. But that's the easy part of it then. Like, you can interact with them, like, with no strings attached. Like, you could walk outside with your dick out and be like, I'm moving. Like no, you I'd walk outside <laughs> with my
1: dick out and then I'd be in jail. <laughs> I don't know if you recall, but there's a fucking school bus that picks kids up right down the street from us.
0: Listen, John, I'm just trying to get you naked. You have terrible ideas. (laughs) All right. Maybe not that. But I'm just saying, like, no strings attached. You know, you could basically be who you want to be.
1: Sure. Whatever.
0: And be like, peace out, bitch.
1: And then you don't get along. And
0: then I have to try to, like. Then there's like a weird
1: animosity between you and your neighbor. Then it's just awkward. So let's just skip all that. When
0: has that ever happened? When have you ever not gotten along with a neighbor? Uh,
1: our neighbor in Raleigh. Who? The lady.
0: Oh, she just didn't. I just she, waved to her. Every she was a day. dick. I just waved to her and she never waved back.
1: So rude. I'd say good morning. I also mowed half of her yard for her, and she never said shit. Well,
0: maybe that's why she didn't like you because she didn't ask you to do that. She
1: didn't mow her. She didn't mow her yard at all ever. Well. And her weeds were growing up on my side. Maybe our she side. just
0: didn't want you touching her lawn.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Okay, whatever. Anyways, so my low or no, my high. What's your high? My high is let's keep it simple. I'm we're going hopefully going on a t- fucking trip. <laughs> you hopefully, know? yeah. Hopefully. I, I need to get out.
0: Nothing is promised these days. So until we land In another place. Can you
1: not? Like you were like jinxing the shit out of this flight. You're constantly jinxing jinxing this flight. You're scaring me. Oh
0: gosh. I should get. We're going to make it. I should get LASIK before we go. If not, this is our last podcast. Because if we crash, I don't have my, I'm not going to have my glasses. They're not going to make it. That's Alex's (laughs) big
1: concern. She doesn't care that we're going to crash or that we may not survive. It's
0: that if I do survive, I won't be able to see.
1: You're Mm -hmm. acting like you're just automatically assuming that I'm the one that's not going to survive and you're going to be by yourself.
0: Well, what are you gonna do? Lead me blind around? Yeah, of course. I, I just need to get LASIK. I should probably make an appointment. <laughs> before we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: get it done so then you're on the plane with Recovering. those those big reflecting <laughs> <Yeah>. sunglasses on.
0: <laughs> Works for me.
1: So yeah, that's my high. I'm gonna tell you my low now. My low is that I was trying to uh, shave a couple LBs before this trip and I've noticed that nothing has changed. It doesn't it doesn't matter.
0: I just I feel like you could take a dump, though, and lose five pounds. I
1: do. But then I eat one meal and I gain the five pounds back. It's crazy.
0: Again, that's like why you can't go by the scale. You have to go by like how you feel in your clothes and like how you look in the mirror. Like you can't go by the scale. The scale is I look like I want to lose
1: another five pounds. That's what I'm processing in my head. Me putting those shorts on that I bought, I was so excited for.
0: You also bought that like i'm
1: supposed to fit in the mediums the the range for guys is like 32 to 34. you got an ass
0: you don't have big legs but you got an ass i know that's (laughs)
1: that's that's the worst part i got like stick legs and then a fat donk you
0: got a dumpy (laughs) that's true though yeah i mean i've never i would never purchase you a medium though like any any thing that i get you because it goes by
1: waist waistline so like up to 34 and i'm a 34 33 34 waist Again, so do I go to a large, and a large is like thirty-five to forty something.
0: But again, you have to accommodate for your dumpy. Stop it. <laughs> are you getting Are you getting bashful? <laughs> stop it. You stop it. You stop.
1: <laughs> it brings all the boys to the yard. Yeah,
0: it does. Uh, all right. So that's your low. What's my low? My low is last episode we talked about social media and how it shouldn't affect your mood but I'm just going to be completely honest and say it's fucking affecting my mood.
1: Yeah, we've had string of uh not amazing. I
0: think it's like when you're videos. a content creator, you especially because like we're doing weddings on top of creating content and then when like your content is low performing, you can't help it when it just affects your mood and you're like, "Wait, I thought that this was a genius idea." And then some shit that like you put no effort into right. takes off, but
1: Peaks and valleys. Yeah. Peaks And Uh, and I
0: know that like it's the nature of the game. It is what it is. Like sometimes you're going to have like great performing videos and sometimes you're not. And it is what it is. Like it doesn't it doesn't define us as creators. But uh, sometimes, yeah, just it's it bums me out. Sometimes you have to take some take a few steps away from it and be present in what is important in life. And so I'm just like the views don't matter. You just have
1: to not let social media dictate our moods. As hard as that is.
0: That's like the number one piece of advice I would give anyone getting into this type of industry if like you're trying to make a job out of it is to focus on your real relationships, your in-person relationships. Like our marriage comes number one. Like our our real life, and I don't want to say it's not real life. This is, you know, part of life. But like you can't let this shit get to you. Right? Negative comments, bad performing posts. It's so, all bullshit. You know, is, who cares? It is all bullshit.
1: And here we are. So... Without further ado...
0: We're so excited to introduce you guys to our special guest today. Corinne! Hey girl! Hi. Well, I guess
1: it's your friend also now.
0: Yeah, rude. <laughs> it's
1: Just another person Alex stolen from but me. But was
0: it Corinne really, Jen's gent- We haven't let her say hi, say hi. <laughs> hi guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the pod. So do you wanna give a little bit of background on who Corinne is? God,
1: I mean a little bit, let's see here. I knew Corinne since I was eight. I think, are you only a year older than me? Uh, what are you, 35? 35. All yeah. right, I'm 34. So that's, that's what I thought it was like me, then you. But I look like
2: I'm 28, everyone. (laughs) Right. Very youthful skin.
1: But uh, yeah, I knew Corinne from Winchester, Virginia. And then she... Wait,
2: you're from Winchester too? Yeah. I don't say that because it's not that
0: interesting. (laughs) No, I just like... John, when... I feel like we had driven through there. It's in the middle of nowhere. I would never expect that from you. Well, it's on 81. There's a lot of it's, drug it's trafficking.
2: Near,
1: and, well, it's near a bunch of schools, like near JMU and yeah, yeah. and stuff. I
0: like. would have thought you were a city girl your whole life. Oh,
2: thank you. Corinne
0: <laughs>
1: well, definitely acts like it, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Have you always stayed in touch with Jen, though? Because I feel like once I left Winchester, I wasn't really in touch with you then, besides your dad.
2: No, when she moved back to Richmond, that's when we started hanging out again. And when we both were single. Right. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, Karen, tell uh, our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, as John already mentioned, I grew up in Winchester, moved to Rhode Island, then came to school and um, law school down in Virginia, and then I've been living in Richmond for about ten years. I let's see what else. What is are, you, are you practicing?
1: Like defense law or like <laughs> offensive law?
2: <laughs> Um, I would say really <laughs> I mean, big there? words, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do multifamily housing finance. So wow, you know, how do you even get into that? Honestly, someone reached out to me and was like,
1: "You should be you- a lawyer."
2: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no, absolutely like, You not. should do this. You should, yeah. They were like, "We are looking for someone. It's okay if you have no experience." And if you want this job, like, come talk to us and you can...
1: Well, this was after you went to law school.
2: Well, yeah. You yeah. know, no, the, like... I
1: think you were asking, like, how did you get into oh, law? Oh, what
0: did no, you mean? Oh, no, I meant, like, how did you get into that? Oh, like, the specific. Oh. But, yeah. like, after all this time of knowing you, I did not know that that was what you did. And, yeah. <laughs> like, that's
2: never what our conversation's about, I guess, when it's we're not out. That, <laughs> yeah, it's not that interesting. Corinza Boss B, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Are you listening, guys? i <laughs> yeah. just, just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: So... <laughs> This is going to be an interesting topic. I've been wanting to get Corinne on here for a while now because (laughs) Corinne has the most interesting stories, has been in the most interesting types of relationships. And what we're going to talk about today is toxic relationships and why they're so addicting. And I feel like Corinne is a expert in those. (laughs) 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 For the little amount of time I've been hanging out with Corinne in Richmond, I feel like There's a lot of stuff going on in your life. It makes me nervous.
2: Well, you know, you live and you learn and I'm learning a lot.
1: We'll kind of just touch briefly on it. We don't have to really get into details about anything, but I don't know, from your perspective, what is it that, you know, makes you so entranced in hanging out with these interesting people, I guess?
2: Okay. First to clear the record, I've really actually had pretty healthy relationships in the past. It's just the one that you know about, which is the latest one, is the one that you're focusing on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, keep going, okay. And so if you're asking me, like, what was unique about that relationship, which is maybe what you're getting at, is I think it came at a time when there were things I didn't realize I was missing in myself that I tried to find in another person. And probably the same for him. And so that just kind of became like a magnet. We just sort of like... We're attracted to each other, not realizing it was because we were trying to fulfill different parts of ourselves through another person, I think is what was so unique about this relationship.
0: I feel like that's usually how toxic relationships form though. And then you end up just being comfortable with each other. And like, that's all that you know, but it's because you're trying to fill something, fill a hole in yourself, fill some void, but you need to heal that in yourself before obviously you get together with someone. Right. Exactly.
1: Well, why was this a toxic relationship though? Like what was the reasoning behind it? Did you feel like you were doing something wrong?
2: We both knew that we were doing things that hurt the other person, but we were not in position to be putting the other person first. So basically neither of us were capable of being in a healthy relationship, but we were so drawn to each other that we would let things slide. Like maybe we didn't have the best boundaries and we knew that we were hurting each other, but we, and it sometimes it's hard to understand whether it's just, we loved each other so much or we were so attached to each other. It's like some kind of weird combination of being selfish and putting yourself first, but also sometimes you would think about the other person's feelings more than your own. So like, I wouldn't want to end it sometimes because I was so afraid of how the other person would feel mm-hmm. or, but then on the flip side, like I would do things to protect myself, not knowing if I was going to get hurt. So it was just like never felt safe and secure. It was always just like push and pull.
1: Isn't that the thrill of it though? Like you never know what's going to happen.
2: Well, it's
0: like walking on eggshells with walls built up though, where it's like you have this, I don't want to say like nervousness, but a sense of like butterflies and excitement, even though like that's just really anxiety. That's basically like your body telling you like, this is uneasy for you because you're unsure of what's going to happen as opposed to when you meet someone who you are comfortable with and it kind of feels quote unquote boring, but that's your body basically being like, I'm in homeostasis. Like this person is comfortable for me and probably good for me because I don't have the butterflies, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yep. I mean, we've, said you know it would be so nice to just be boring together but we just like hadn't we just didn't find a way to do that
0: yeah like you were constantly living on like this high of excitement or what's gonna happen between us i could
1: see like the tough thing being like you guys met each other at the wrong time right
2: yes i actually literally just said that the other day like I think that we both have a lot of healing to do and we're both now in a place where we're working on that. And we both wonder whether there's been so much damage done that at this point it would just be maybe too little, too late. But if we had maybe met each other, you know, after the healing, maybe it would be a different story.
1: I I understand. Like, I feel like everyone's been through a toxic relationship once or twice in their life. Like I know that feeling of it. What's the word I'm looking for? Spontaneity. The
0: spontan the spontaneousness. Spontaneity. Of it. Spontaneity. Spontaneity. This is why we have the lawyer here to, to give us the right terminology. No, I hope that's right. <laughs>
1: but I think like I was with somebody and I knew it wasn't gonna last, but it was just so exciting when we spent time together. I don't know. I think that was the reason why though. Well, I think you ever have you ever had that feeling where like I know this isn't gonna last, and we're just we're just enjoying the time that we have together now?
0: Well, no. Cause I feel like any toxic relationship that I've been in, like I, I never look at it as if like, this is not going to last. Even if, if deep down I know that because you try to convince yourself, like, this is my person. Everyone goes through the – everyone has fights. Everyone is like this. But, like, that's not true. Like, you should – it shouldn't be hard. When people say, like, relationships are work, marriages work, like, it, it fucking shouldn't be. Like, it's fairly easy if you genu- genuinely like the person and, like, you're actually friends with them. But I think it becomes – you know, who can hurt the person the worst, like, and it's just like this back and forth tug, like you said, but there's like an excitement to it. And I think that's what draws you back is like, you want what you can't have. So if someone
2: is pulling away from you, you're only going to want them more. Well, I think that kind of goes into like, you know, if you have an anxious attachment style, right. Isn't that kind of what that is? Like like you all of a sudden feel a need to like attach to someone or pull closer because you don't feel secure and you feel them pulling away. So maybe not everyone is like that, but I think for sure when you have an anxious attachment style, I do think it's easier to find yourself in a toxic relationship probably Mm -hmm. because then you're like, you're saying you're, you're wanting something more or trying harder because you're afraid you're going to lose the person. Yeah.
1: A toxic relationship is so broad. There's so many things to it that can make something toxic though. It could just be like you said, one person pulling away. So you feel the need, to like try to hold them close because you don't want to lose them or you guys fight constantly, but I don't know what, like you love makeup sex or something. And that's why you're holding on to that.
0: Right. When we say a toxic relationship, we're not talking about like abuse, like mental, like, I think this is just like, you know, that you're not a good match, but you stay together. Like you know i feel like you could be in an, in a not abusive relationship mental or physical but you guys just know that you're not a puzzle that piece that fits together right. and you're trying to force something to fit together but it's just it, the stars don't fucking align and that's, that's okay that's that's such a
1: perfect analogy for mm-hmm. that exactly trying I mean, to jam those pieces together yeah
0: and like but how long do you do that for like i know people who've been trying to jam their fucking pieces together for years well
1: good news we have corinne who just <laughs> got out of one so but corinne what made you stop because this how long did this go on on and off for
0: um a few years
1: okay and are you officially done with well, this wait,
0: did you know though like in the middle of it that like this probably isn't right but you were trying to make it work
1: i want to answer that for corinne obviously she knew this wasn't right we've all talked John, to corinne you keep- everyone is like corinne you're stupid right, and everyone. she's like Oh, my
0: God. Before we got on this podcast, John goes, okay, Alex, we're not going to talk over each other. And you're just (laughs) filling in. Corinne hasn't spoken. You've literally just spoken for her. And you just called her dumb. Shut up, John. You're dumb. (laughs) She got out of the relationship on her own time. So just because it wasn't when you wanted
2: her to. Corinne said. You have the floor. Okay, sorry. So which question am I answering? There are a lot. <laughs> I, I said, you can ask hers first. I said yeah,
0: like when you were in the middle of the relationship, did you deep down know that it probably wasn't the right thing, but you were just trudging forward? Or were you trying to like figure out a way to break things off? But it just kept going.
2: Um, no, I think when I was in it, I really felt like we could make it work. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of hard work. Like, maybe I thought we could jam the pieces together. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, I think after enough times of both of us hurting each other and, like, a lot of reflection, I think I realized that, and you're probably going to scoff at this, John, but. Mm, hundred <laughs> percent. Of course. I mean, I still affirm that I don't think the way that we are or were is, like, a good fit. But I do think maybe it's possible if both people can really take the time to work on themselves and like take some time apart that maybe your piece can start to change shape. Mm-hmm. And maybe it can work. And I, I see your smile already. <laughs> but, and maybe that's like naive for me to think. So maybe I'm not like totally well, 100% like saying, away. Love
0: something, If you love something, let it go. If it comes back to you, it was meant to be blah, blah, blah. Whatever that fucking saying Karen, is. Corinne, I'm going to
1: rip you a new asshole <laughs> after this podcast. Oh, I look forward so to it. So yeah, basically, what great. you're saying is it's not, you're not like 100% over it then. Um, like it's not 100% done.
2: We still talk some. We agree that we are not capable of being in a relationship right now. But
0: I think that that's an adult decision from you both, like to come to that realization. But at the end of the day, you both had a relationship for years together. That person isn't just going to disappear from your life, disappear from your thoughts. Like I think that it's a gradual parting of a relationship. Like what, what relationship, unless someone cheated or like, ruined you like was a complete cut even in that situation it's never cut and dry Mm -hmm. i think the the issue though with toxic relationships and like people continuously going back because like what is time apart you know what I mean like people don't give themselves enough time apart to change their puzzle piece you know to make sure that it fits with them and then they think like oh no they're they're changed they're working on it like we could work on this thing together but then realistically you'd keep falling back into the same trap and it's a continuous cycle Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking of someone specifically and it's not you Corinne
1: (laughs) are you looking at me? No
0: (laughs) But yeah, uh, that's just like in my experience, that's what it is. Like you keep, you keep going back and it's
2: a continuous cycle and you're like, how many fucking times are we going to do this? Oh, yeah. It's I mean, comfort. You're, yeah.
1: it's what you're comfortable with.
2: I mean, I can tell you that this person and I have done that, like, I don't even know 10, 15 times. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't even know.
1: I think the shitty thing too is cause you're also, I know you're still like also trying to find a decent person, mm-hmm. you know, to have in your life but you're a piece of you is still with this toxic relationship so you're never going to fully be able to move on i don't think if you keep that in the back of your mind i don't i don't know oh
0: you're saying that you don't feel like you could move on if you go into it go into your separation thinking like this person could
2: change yeah yeah so basically you you got one foot
1: in one foot out kind of thing and you're just gonna be miserable for a long time (laughs) that's
2: yeah that sounds yeah john, great i just want
0: everyone oh. to know that john and corinne like they're like siblings like john they've grown up together you sound so mean <laughs> I, I mean can't, i can't help it how many times have we had this conversation corinne?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah it's not the first time i've heard it from him or really anyone yeah um
1: this i honestly i do love corinne so much because i talk so much shit and corinne just absorbs it all. And is like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like nothing bothers her.
0: I think that's another piece of this conversation is when you're a friend and you see people in these relationships, like how did you like, would anyone change your mind or you were going to do whatever you wanted
2: to do? I think for a long time, I let what people were saying to me, like really affect me and my relationship. And I don't know. Maybe there were some good parts of that, because now I pretty much ignore what anyone has to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for a little while, it definitely mattered. And then I realized, like, I needed to figure it out myself. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was ever helpful for right. people to say those things. And, and yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe to a certain extent, like, it's very clear to me where people stand on certain things. But then, like, once that's established... It doesn't help to keep hearing it, really. Right. I mean, well, you're going to keep fucking hearing (laughs) it. (laughs) Just let you know, it's not going to help. I I think
0: that's such a good point, though. Like, you can be a supportive friend, but at the end of the day, like, whoever is in this relationship, like, they have to get to their threshold with this person on their own. Like, you telling them, break up with them, John, is not going to make someone fall out of love with someone else. Like, they have to hit their peak
2: and hit their breaking point where they're like, enough is enough. Like, I no longer want to do this. I mean, I've lost actually really good friendships because of this relationship really because they just like were so invested in my life that they wouldn't let me make my own mistakes so to speak. And so they basically like, I don't agree with these decisions you're making and I can't be a part of your life anymore. And I wasn't like, it, he wasn't abusive. He wasn't like, it's, I don't know.
1: But like, it's not like you, did you like bring him around your friends or anything? Like, did it really involve them at all? You know?
2: Um, he was around my friends like, some but no this particular person it didn't involve her at all
1: she was just like so consumed by your life that it was affecting her so
2: being on the (laughs) other so be
0: not like you were in i's relationship because i didn't know this person who you were in a relationship with but like being the outsider of someone who's very close to me which i see in a toxic relationship like very similar to like what you're going through I have just made boundaries and I say, we don't talk about him. I don't care what's going on with this person because it is con- consistently on and off. I love you. I'm here for you. We can have a relationship outside of your relationship with this person. Like, And yeah. that's just my boundary. But like, I'm not going to cut this person out of my life because I yeah. love her.
2: And I, I mean, and I do respect that. And I, that may have been where she was coming from. I mean, I think she was like probably the first person I ever cried to about this relationship. Yeah. So I think she just got to the point... Where she was like, I don't want to deal with this anymore, and but like was more than just so this conversation is off the table. It was more like I just don't have an interest in being your friend, and maybe also some of it was like probably me protecting myself and my relationship. Where I was like, maybe my boundary is I don't need someone who's going to be like. I mean, she she was essentially like putting me down, and it wasn't just like. I love you. I don't support this relationship. But I support you. Yeah. It was like, um, I think what you're doing, you know, basically, I don't know if I want someone who's making these decisions to be part of my life. Which to me is wild because we're such diverse humans. Like,
0: we do so many things. So, like, if you were doing something wrong in work or, like, you were not going to the gym and that was her standard, would she not exactly. be your friend for that? Like. Right. I don't know. I just feel like that is dramatic. Like, that's just someone who's looking for an out for some way. But, like, how do you feel, though, you could have and should have been supported by the people who are close to you? John, you're out of this because you're clearly not a supportive person. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Keep going.
2: Um, I will say, like, there are certain people who've been, like, consistently supportive. My mom, my sister, Jen. Mm -hmm.
1: um, Like, supportive of you in this relationship?
2: you doing – no. Like, I would say, like, doing
0: what you think is best for you.
2: Yeah. And no one – I mean – people haven't been supportive to the point where they like enable the relationship but they might be supportive in that they say well They're always there for you yeah they um I mean I try to be cognizant about the fact that people are probably tired of me talking about this relationship so I I don't really talk to that many people about it anymore I like have a therapist and we talk about it but um but just like I never felt judged by these people like maybe they didn't think that this was like a healthy decision or relationship for me but I knew that like they love me, and if I really needed them, they would be there. Mm-hmm. And like, we're still really supportive of me.
1: In the end, it's your life. You know, I think you have to learn on your own, make the choices on your own. I think the people closest to you need to support you, like, be there for you. They don't necessarily have to agree with what the fuck you're doing, but. Right. I mean, in the end, that's all you can ask for, right?
0: I think too, someone like me who likes to control a lot of things, like have to come to like realizations that you can't control someone else's decision. So like you're gonna have to live your own life separate of like I I can't control that. Even though I could tell you like what to do in your relationship, like you're still gonna do whatever you think you should do and what's best for you. So I think people have to remember that. That like although you might love someone,
2: you have no control over their actions at the end of the day. And like to bring that back actually to my relationship, I think like that's when I was finally able to start letting go where it was like, I can't really control what this person's going to do when they're ready to change. And so I can just, right, control my actions. And so if what this person is doing is hurting me, then like it's up to me to walk away. Like I can't have them protect me more than I'm willing to protect myself. That's such a
0: good point. Who's going to look out for your heart and like your mental health besides yourself?
2: Yeah. Like you're the only one who could do that. And that seems so intuitive, but like it literally took me years to get to that point.
0: Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what like, that's I think what people have to do. They have to get to that point to understand people in your ear telling you this isn't right is not going to get you there. Mm -hmm.
1: What has like therapy as far as helped you with, um, like did they give you any tools or anything to cope with, you know, the decision you're making right now?
2: (laughs) So I saw a lot of different therapists and it just depended. It wasn't like I hopped around. It was like, I would start seeing one and I would connect to them and they'd be like, we're not taking patients anymore. I'd be like, awesome. And then i have to like find a new one.
0: Well, we spoke in a, <laughs> a
2: recent episode
0: about dating your therapist, like trying to figure out who works best for you. Oh, I was like, did someone date their no, therapist?
2: No, no. Like truly like, like <laughs> Tell me about out that toxic yeah, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so like there was the couples therapist who like try to focus a lot on like why maybe we were hurting each other. Like, so she would, like, kind of touch on childhood. Experiences. Yeah, maybe experiences like, a better way. Um, So, like, so we could understand each other a little more. And then I had one therapist who, like, I would come to her wanting to ease some of my anxiety, thinking that that was the problem. That, like, I'm so anxious and that's the problem. Not, like, well, maybe it's the fact that this relationship is making you so anxious that's right. the problem. But she couldn't say that. I think she needed me to come to that conclusion on my own. Yeah. So then one one therapist focused on, like, how to, like, coping mechanisms for my anxiety she wasn't going to tell me where to take it but like I needed to figure out by myself like it was the relationship that was making me anxious it Mm -hmm. wasn't the problem wasn't my anxiety my anxiety was like telling me something and then my therapist now um he focuses it just depends on what my goal is so like when I first saw him my goal was how do I make this relationship work right so he would try to give me tools to try to be like a supportive partner to someone who was hurting. But then it took a while for me to realize, like, well, I'm hurting too. And so I can't just, like, ignore that to be a good partner to this person. So now (laughs) – I don't even really know what he helps me with now. (laughs) It's just, like, honestly, it's someone to talk to that is nonjudgmental. He doesn't really do a lot of psychoanalysis. So he's more like, you know, have you considered looking into codependency? Or, like, he just – wants me to consider some different ideas like some shadow work like figure out what it was about me that clung on to this person mm-hmm. and couldn't let go and like to do a lot of like the internal work yeah so to make it you know not about my reactions to him not about this other person but like kind of like look deeper so that either I avoid getting in relationships like this again or I just have a better understanding of myself so that just don't let this happen again, basically.
1: All right. Yeah. That's just interesting.
2: So what has your experience been, though,
0: since kind of coming to that conclusion? Like, how did you both? Because I feel like that's the hardest part is, number one, coming to the decision that we are not good for each other, mm-hmm. but then sticking through that. Like, that's the hump that everyone has to get over <laughs> is staying <Yeah>.
2: apart. <laughs> I would the well
1: she's not doing that though well, that's that's
2: the
1: <laughs> i'm not coming at her but you're literally yeah. you're saying that give <laughs> us some space but hopefully down the road you know your intentions are to hopefully try to get back together down the road you I mean, basically said that correct no
2: i mean i don't know like i and he knows that i'm open to dating other people and i've been honest about that And it took me a while to get to that place but so like i guess the thing that made us realize we weren't going to make it in our current state is that we just like kept hurting each other too much and um, he realized he has a lot of work to do before he can be a good partner to anyone and I realized I have work to do as well I don't think and he would probably argue against this I don't think the work I have to do can prevent me from being in a healthy relationship I still think I'm capable of that and so like I'm open to dating people and just being honest though about like I'm not totally emotionally available, and I realize that, but I feel like being honest, continuing to like do work on myself, um, and yeah, it is going to require me to like totally cut this person out eventually.
1: I was going to say, aren't you kind of hesitant to start something else with like how you're feeling now with what's going on? Um, like I'm saying, you're open to seeing people even though you still have some of those feelings with this other relationship.
0: But think about like a lot of your other breakups, John, like like a
1: rebound. Yeah. yeah, Like like you need,
0: you need almost someone to get over someone else. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like all of my relationships, I, I, it took someone else coming in to like me get over or like just a distraction from my ex. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise you're just, you're constantly, you're consistently in that mindset of, like, comfort and going back to them, whether it's, like, one text a week or whatever, you know, it it
2: really, it's that comfort element. Well, I think I'm in a place where I'm actually probably comfortable being by myself. I'd rather be by myself than, like, have what ends up being a rebound or to be back with this person. But... Like, everyone yeah. wants
1: attention though like I get that like doesn't it feel good to get attention from somebody
2: yeah but like I do think a lot of these situations like I think they do all serve some sort of purpose which is a big
0: milestone or stepping stone I'll say in getting over someone I
1: think you're taking steps which is great like yeah. you're, you're pulling away from that toxic because in relationship past
0: times of you dating or breaking up and being with this person like I'm sure you'd never even considered
2: Going out on a oh, date no. with someone. I mean, I was, like, waiting for him to be ready. like yeah. For, like, years. Like, yeah. waiting. And then, like, in my waiting, I realized I was still getting hurt, and I was hurting him because I was angry, like, all the time. Like, just, why can't you fucking be ready and, and do what you need to do? Mm-hmm. Like, and I was just angry. And I was, like, I mean, I didn't like that side of me. And so we were both getting hurt, and, like, yeah, it was just time to, to do something different. And so I guess I'm still trying to figure out what I'm comfortable with. I mean, no, I would not say that's like 100% in the rear view mirror.
1: But you know what? It's time, right? Time is the main thing. You just give yourself, just think about you, do you, focus on you, and then the rest will fall into place.
0: And relationships are not black and white. like, And they're not... Cut, copy, and paste. Like they're so different and so intricate each relationship. So like your experience is gonna be so different than someone else who's in a similar relationship, you know? But I just think you taking the steps of moving forward, separating yourself from this person and like seeing the growth, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And I
2: I think I saw a quote recently that was something like, other people don't need to see change for you to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the work is like internal. So yeah, they might think, well, you're still like in contact with him. How much have you really changed? But I mean, I've done a lot of work to, (laughs) to get this far, which may not seem very far to a lot of people. No one sees the
1: little steps. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, no one sees like how I feel differently. Like when this person maybe engaged in this behavior a year ago, this would have been my reaction, Mm -hmm. but now I'd feel comfortable leaving. Right. Yeah. And So no, no, people don't see that. But like, I know the progress that I've made. Celebrate
1: the little milestones.
2: So I feel like people might be listening to this thinking, you know, she's still in the middle of this. I'm not trying to be preachy. Like, I'm not going to say this is how you get over a toxic relationship because it's fucking hard. And I think it takes people years, 12 attempts, like whatever. So yeah, I am still in the middle of this. And maybe if you ask me in six months, maybe my perception will change then, but I think it's helpful sometimes to know that other people are going through this too. And it's hard for them too. And it's normal to not have it all figured out. And it's normal. I mean, progress isn't a straight line. It's, Mm -hmm. I know you can't see in the podcast, but it's kind of like these loops. And sometimes you feel like you're backtracking a little, but you're still making forward progression. And, um, I still feel like growth has been made, even if maybe I'm still in the middle of growing.
0: Well, yeah, I think to your point, everyone just wants instant gratification. So it's like, you want to be able to break up with this person, have that be it. But like, that's not how life works. It's not that easy. And again, when you've been with this person for X amount of years, you've created so many attachments to them. Like it's, you can't, it's not just cut and dry. So again, but I love like what you said about, even though you might feel like, some steps you're taking backward. If you're like still in a forward motion of learning and growing, like that's all that matters. Yeah.
1: Corinna got your back. Oh,
0: thanks, John. I think either at any point though, like be there for the people in these relationships, like create the boundaries that you need to, because again, like I, as someone who experiences close people in toxic relationships, it's very easy for me to be like super judgy and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're so dumb. But I think you, you, like me as the outsider have to take a step back and be like, I need to just support them in whatever they think is best for them because they're going to come to their conclusion, whether it's with this person or without them on their own
2: time. And they have to figure it out for themselves. Yeah. And also, I mean, yeah, it might hurt that person while they're doing it, but also I'm confident that at the end of this, like I will have grown in a way or learned more about myself than I would have had I not gone through the things I've gone through in the last few years. So I mean, yes, there was a lot of pain, but there was like a lot of good that came out of it too and good during it. And so I don't want to act like the whole thing was bad or else I wouldn't have done it. I mean, right. it's, it's a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. What you does it
1: kill you it grow. make
2: stronger.
0: Right, John? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Corinne, I know this is like not an easy topic to talk about again, because you're going through the middle of it, but I feel like a lot of people are probably dealing with the same thing. So thank you for coming on and speaking your truth.
1: And I think a lot of single guys are going to want to meet you. So if you want to <laughs> yeah. like plug yourself, your Instagram, whatever, let us know. Let them know.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, if this sounded interesting to you and you <laughs> and if want to talk to me, it yeah. <laughs> um, doesn't have to be a guy. It can be, honestly, it could be like anyone going through this. Maybe like they want to know a good book. I have an entire bookshelf <laughs> <Yeah. show laughs> of how to get over relationships like this. Yeah. Um, it's the Corinstagrams on Instagram, which is T H E C O R I N N S T A G R A M S. You would be surprised That's at how you. many renditions of that were already taken. <laughs> really? That's, yeah, That's crazy. I
0: guess it, your name is like Insta. Yeah. Well, like I thought it was creative. Yeah, and that I is I guess I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Very I love creative. That.
1: I don't really know what you spelt out, but. <laughs>
2: John's dyslexic, so yes, he didn't follow me. I'll dyslexic. write it on paper later. Perfect. <laughs> Corinne, thank you
1: so much for sure. coming on today. Thanks, we really Corinne. appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> All right, and now we're jumping into would you rather. Would you
0: rather. All right, well, I have one that I made up. Oh, um, go ahead then. Off of our uh, beginning segment, John, would you rather, for the rest of your life, only work out in a packed gym that you had to wait for equipment to open up
1: how long am i waiting
0: mm, I, I mean i don't know it's just like a crowded gym So
1: basically anything i am using i have to wait you're for gonna them.
0: have to wait for it. at least five minutes let's say that and or work out from home of
1: course i would work out from home over that i have to wait for every piece of gym equipment i'll be there know. forever five know. minutes you per sound equipment like you want to work out i mean that? i'm just saying that would you rather is Are you sure? All right. Well, Uh, then I'll make
0: the gym a nice, cozy place for you where you have all the equipment you need, like a squat rack.
1: (laughs) Oh, super. Okay. Super. Well, my question's way better than that. Alex, would you rather date the hottest person in the world but not be able to have sex with them or date an ugly person that you can have sex with? So you're with your crush, Jason Momoa, but he, I he's whining and dining you. He's showing you off all this stuff like in public, but you can't smash.
0: Looks fade. I'm smashing the ugly, the Uggs.
1: Okay, how about if his looks don't fade? Like he stays that way forever.
0: I mean, no, because I need you, to fuck. You have needs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, no. And like, again, personality wise, like if, if their personalities are the same. I'm saying
1: everything. Say, like, he's your, no, no. He's your person. Okay, like he's,
0: cool. I'm saying outer shells are different and personalities are the same, I don't care. I'm going with the guy I can smash. I'm going to eventually be more attracted to that guy.
1: Let me get this right. This guy, Jason Momoa, he stays the same that he is now.
0: Well, it's like it's such hear a me tease. Out. Hear, hear me that out. That would be such a fucking tease. No. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> Fine.
0: Like, that'd literally be like having a million dollars in the bank and not be able to spend it. Like, who cares? Like, to just look at him, I don't care. I'll look I'll print out a poster like I don't
1: it, yeah but you get to he 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 brings you all the cool clubs and parties and care. you got that everything I don't care man I don't know I might play with myself if I get to like get everything else
0: no mm-hmm. I need I need that I need that touch I don't know
1: I feel like you could do it on your own but okay
0: I mean of course but like if if it's between like having a like a Being, physical connection and then none no
1: <laughs> all right fine Fine.
0: And, like, what is the standard of, like, ugly? You know what I mean? Like, oh, everyone's ugly. everyone's definition is different.
1: Whatever. You know, you do you. I know that I would, like, if Kate Beckinsale.
0: Oh, oh, my
1: God. If I got to be with Kate Beckinsale and she wine and dine me and I all I had to do is like, hold her purse. We get to all these parties. I'm driving all these, like, Lambos the, and I'm the living m- the high life. The
0: more... No, it has nothing to do with money. I'm like, living the high life. No, she's just, like... Re- like me <laughs> and we have a great
1: personality and we get along really well
0: no you 100%. don't No, you don't get to do all those fancy things it's just like you can't change all those different factors no 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 no, can no. Only be it's two... my fucking question no, there's only Wait, two i different... can't change the factors no, the factors are just everything's the same the only difference is attractiveness and if they're having sex with you or not
1: okay i didn't know we were answering your question
0: well i just made it a better question <laughs> right
1: okay that's I mean it. like we're done. If, if
0: Jason Momoa is like still famous, like of course I'm going to go with the fucking famous person. Now you're changing your fucking answer. Well because like what are the variables? Like what are the I
1: I literally gave you all the variables. Okay,
0: so now he's rich variables. versus a poor person.
1: Not only rich but beautiful.
0: <laughs> okay, so so then I mean yeah, then I'll just like hire a hooker or something. Like am I never able to have sex again? I
1: didn't say that. Oh yeah. It's only smashing or not smashing.
0: What does our house look like?
1: Dude, I've told you all this. Whatever house you want. Whatever house you want.
0: With both people. Do they both make the same amount of money? Can I be a stay-at-home wife? No,
1: the ugly person, it's like a mediocre life. Now you're just trying to like add to my question. It's very easy.
0: Ask it again.
1: (laughs) <laughs> no we're moving on we're moving on moving on to
0: give it to me straight where, where we, we answer, answer all your-, your
1: burning questions honestly john
0: i'm just annoyed with you stop cutting me you're off. always annoyed with me that is correct hi alex and john happy new year Firstly, I'd like to say I'm a big fan of your content. Thanks for sharing your lives with strangers all over the world. You bring many laughter to your listeners. Thank you. Yeah, thank that you. Was very nice. So to get into the question, although this topic is on the heavier side, I thought it would be interesting to hear the different thoughts or perspectives you both may have on this. I lost a dear friend of mine two years ago, and while grieving, I felt a tremendous amount of guilt. I kept thinking, why didn't I make the time? Why didn't I call more? Why wasn't I a better friend? Shortly after, I had this friend visit me in a dream, and it was incredibly clear I could paint it if I wanted to. Generally, dreams are foggy and unclear, but this dream just felt real. The sound of their voice was exactly as I remembered. They let me know everything was okay and I shouldn't have to worry. I got to introduce my friend to my fiance, which is sad that never happened while my friend was still here. I got to spend time with them, and I was just in tears of joy that I got to see them one more time. It's like I was given that opportunity to say goodbye. Now for my question. Do you believe those have passed on, do visit us, whether in our dreams or show signs in other ways, or are our minds so extraordinary that our brains can create this environment for us so that we get the closure we need to stop the pain and let us heal?
1: Probably the latter, to be honest. I think you think things that you want to believe.
0: Oh, you you think that? I think so. I, Maybe a
1: little of both, but I think more so. It's kind of like when you're searching for a car, for example.
0: Right. Like if and someone you, says, then you keep
1: seeing that car, like you know? a
0: red, a red car. Right. And then like you're constantly seeing that. I mean, yes, to a point, but I do believe that
1: their spirits.
0: Yeah, like their spirit is still. I mean, obviously they've like passed on as a person, but like I don't believe that they ever truly leave us. You know what I mean? Like that still, their presence is still around and like when they visit you in, in your dreams, like I believe that. I guess. But I do think I, it's, it's probably a mix of both. Like I yeah. think that you could go as far to reach and be like, so-and-so moved my cup today and it's like, no, no, no.
1: Yeah, like I think it's a mixture of both. Like you can go on either extreme if you want to, but I think that...
0: I think it also depends if you're a spiritual person or not. You know, like if you are religious, like biblically the soul passes on and goes to heaven, like, and is no longer on earth, but like, if you're not super religious, like you could believe that this, their spirit is still with you and around you, or maybe not all the time. Like, I just think it depends on like what you believe in, what brings you peace, whether your brain made up your friend coming to your dream, or it was your friend coming to your dream. I think it's like, whatever, whatever brings your soul happiness and peace. Like that's all that matters. Yeah. I wouldn't
1: question it past that. No,
0: me neither. Because if you feel like you have a sense of closure, right? Yeah, like, it, then it was your friend coming to visit you in your dream. Like, don't second-guess those things either.
1: Don't bring in the, the ghost uh, people from the TV show to, like, scan your room <laughs> to see if there's any spirits in there.
0: Yeah, but I, I also, like, wouldn't write it off as, like, oh, this is just me making up my friend. Like, you know, I think that you had that dream for a reason. So right. And if you feel better about it. And, like, there's no reason to feel guilt either for not being a better friend, I think when people do pass on, everyone has second thoughts about coulda, woulda, shoulda, but y- there's nothing that you could do about it. So you have to come to peace with those things so that you can like heal and move on.
1: Right. Don't overthink it. That's that's the base thing. If you're if you if it's a good feeling you had, yes. How many good feelings do you have in a day compared to bad feelings? Keep that good feeling right. and just move on from exactly.
0: There. And I'm so sorry for your loss. Like that is horrible
1: and for the last question for my boy and friend john that doesn't know i exist
0: well now he does tips
1: ideas experience on proposing to a significant other the main tip i can give is if you want to be more comfortable don't do it in front of a lot of people
0: (laughs) i would say like you're going to have this conversation with your significant other probably before you propose like you make know make sure you,
1: yeah make sure you guys are both on the same page yeah, like, like if she wants to get married or like, he wants to get married well not
0: just that like if they want to get married but like i'm sure your significant other has said in the past like i do or do not want to get engaged with people around, my family around, my friends around, like make it what both of you want, like more intimate, like what your style is. You know, I think it's very easy to get caught up in like, we need, it needs to be perfect. We need a photographer and videographer and blah, blah, blah. Like do, do whatever feels right to your relationship.
1: Yeah. But from the perspective of the person who's actually having to do the proposal, which is me,
0: you already did it.
1: I know, but I'm saying, like, you're on the other end of it. All you have to do is say yes or no. Yeah,
0: but you knew, though, that, like, I didn't want to get engaged. Like, if you proposed to me with a flash mob, I would say yes, but I would not. like. Okay, fine.
1: Going off of what she said, like, have a kind of base idea of what she wants, public or not public, in a restaurant, on a hike, whatever, you know, get the base ground ideas of what she wants and kind of go from there. But, like, do what you're also comfortable with doing because that's going to make it more genuine and more memorable.
0: Ask their family or friends. They probably know.
1: Also, I don't know if this is a more traditional thing or not, or if like you have a good relationship with their parents, but I like that I talk to your parents first about it. I mean, I think that sets a nice starting ground level with your parents of respect. And I know they appreciated that.
0: Yeah. I just think that when you're marrying two families together, that's it's it's more traditional. Like I don't think that you have to dive into the giving. I'm giving someone away and asking their permission because we're trading goats. But I just think that like trading
1: goats. I
0: mean, that's like why because like you were trading land back in the day.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, what the fuck was that called? A um, oh, a dowry. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's called a dowry. You give away shit to to get married and vice versa or whatever. Anyways, yeah.
0: Anyways, again, do, do what feels best for both of you guys. Like, and if you want different things, try to find some middle ground there.
1: Right. Good luck. And God's congratulations. Speed. Last thing before we sign off, we are going to read a review. My fave TikToker people, Sadie Marie. Thank you, Sadie. Sounds of my favorite TikTok people on Instagram and then now discover their podcast. I am so happy to be binging this right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey. All right. That is all we have for you today.
0: If you want to leave us a review, that would be fucking fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and we would really appreciate it. Um, if you guys want to email us, you could reach us at hello at give it to me straight podcast.com. If you want to find us on Instagram, you could find us at give it to me straight podcast. And we are on TikTok at give it to me straight. And we will see you next week.
1: Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Bye.